everybody. Welcome to Listen Money Matters. I used to be so much in debt that I couldn't pay my electricity bill. Those were dark times. My name is Matt, and I'm here, as always, with Andrew. Andrew, how are you, and what are you drinking? Dude, I'm extra good because I oh, have wow. a apricot compote sour <laughs> from Evil Twin, and it's like uh, it's like kind of like juice. It's like beer juice. It's beer really juice. really good. Yeah. Um, speaking of juice, I'm drinking a smoothie. Is that a juice? Mm. Yeah, if it's from a Nutribullet. It, it is from a Nutribullet. Right. I, I oh, do wow. not have beer. I, I don't. I, I have beer. It's just that I was drinking the smoothie. I figured that was the first. I should pop. I'll put a little alcohol in it. I, I, I thought you were going to say, I don't have beer. I mean, I have beer, but it's 10 a.m. So. It's 10 a.m. No, it doesn't yeah. matter. I, I'll drink a beer at 10 a.m. I'm not one to complain. Um, So, yeah, just drinking a smoothie. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, this, I don't like really smoothies. drink smoothies all that often, so here we are. So anyway, I want to thank Sean for our catchphrase. Very clever. Very funny. Uh, also, we need catchphrases, people. Send in your catchphrases. You could send them in uh, listenmoneymatters at gmail.com or at moneymattersman on Twitter. Either way. So let's get into it. Into it. Today, we are talking about one of the most powerful tools in your retirement arsenal self-directed IRAs. And on the show to help us figure out what this all means is Eric Satz, the founder and CEO of Alto IRA. Eric, welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. I feel completely left out. No juice on this side, but... No juice? But but I am in Nashville, so plenty of cocktails to go around. Oh, yeah. You know, Good cocktail scene and, out there. And it's five o'clock somewhere, so not sure what we're waiting for. Uh, time zones. It's not five o'clock there, though. Currently, it it is not. It is. Okay, still, right. It is still the sun's coming up. Okay. Well, if the sun's up, I say bottoms up. There you. There you go. <laughs> I was like, oh, where is? <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's just dive in. What what is um before we go like super deep? Because I know that this can maybe um get a little bit into the weeds. Could you like I, I look we a lot of people who listen to the show we know what IRAs are, but what specifically are, you know, IRAs? So what an investment retirement account allows you to do is to invest on either a tax-deferred or tax-free basis. So tax-free, if you've already paid tax and, and you're investing out of what's called a Roth IRA account, uh, mm-hmm. when you reach retirement age and you withdraw uh, from that, that account, Mm-hmm. You, you withdraw tax-free. With, with a traditional IRA account, which also includes a SEPA IRA and, and um, others, I don't want to sort of dive in there just, just yet, you're, okay. you're, you're deferring tax until retirement, which means you get the benefit of compounding over the lifetime of your investment horizon. Right. And so with a Roth IRA, you are putting money into this account that's already been taxed. Correct. Right. And then you're just being able to withdraw that later, no tax. So the, so you mentioned SEP IRAs, which I have. Well, I have one of those. But they, they can be Roth or traditional as well, right? They, they can be Roth or traditional. Right. And uh, the thing about uh, a SEP, as you know, is it allows for a higher annual contribution, really right. specific to essentially the self-employed individual. Uh, SE does not stand for self-employed, by the way. Uh, not self-employed person. It, 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 <laughs> that is not what it stands for, believe it or not. Now, Damn. 
because I constantly confuse myself with this one, I can't tell you what the acronym actually stands for without Googling, but that's what we have, sure. but that's what we have Google for. That's what's, uh, yeah, that's what Google, I mean, that's, we wouldn't have a podcast if it weren't for Google. There you go. Uh, so, all right. So we have the, uh, and, and, and to be clear too, like the IRAs of today, I think you can, uh, contribute up to $6,000 a year if you're a single person and then about double that if you're, um, if you're married. Uh, again, you know, the exact Google. numbers is one that, that I would Google. I actually think it's 6,500. Uh, oh. and, and then if you're, it, it just went up. And if you're retirement age, it's actually a little bit more than that. So, right. uh, what, what the, so in 2019, it's, it's 6,000. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it is 6,000. Mm-hmm. So, um, but if, it, if you are retirement age, you get a little bit more, uh, mm-hmm. and the government allows for, for those, uh, those of us who are older to try and catch up. Yeah. Um, okay. So we want to talk about this idea of a self-directed IRA. Now, how are they different from are or are they different from traditional or Roth IRAs? So, so they are not. They're just um, okay. It, it and and to me, self directed talking about a self directed IRA is a little bit like talking about natural food. It's just it's uh, in a certain sense, it's got a different meaning depending on your audience. So, for example. You can have a self-directed IRA account at Schwab or Fidelity. That just means you get to pick yourself from the list of approved securities that their investment committee has said, hey, these things are appropriate for retirement. So at Alto IRA, we actually like to refer to um, what we do as alternative IRAs because we are really focused on allowing the investor to invest in what they want to invest in. And that includes non-registered securities. So um, it could be uh, a private equity opportunity, a venture capital opportunity, could be real estate, could be a marketplace loan, could be crypto, right? But the investment Mm. committees at Schwab, Fidelity, TD, pick your broker dealer or poison, like they're going to say, not here. Right. So if I was to open a self-directed IRA... And you said that you could uh, invest in real estate with it. Um, and my wife and I do. I find that interesting. Is there any catch-ups that we can get caught with the IRS, or you know, um, like why wouldn't someone like Fidelity allow us to use our self-directed IRAs with them to do that? Well, uh, that's a great question for Fidelity. Um, again, I propose you not ask them because I don't want them to all of a sudden decide that this is a, a, a good idea <laughs> right. and opportunity for them. But if you think about uh, their operation at scale, right, because they're working with millions of customers, they can't possibly vet every opportunity that someone brings to them and says, hey, I want to make this investment. And you really have a, fidu- or I should say, Fidelity Schwab has a fiduciary uh, relationship with its customer, whereas we don't have that same level of um, same level of relationship. We're purely an administrator. We purely enable you to invest in what you want to invest in. So we don't um, 
we don't, we're, we're neither judge nor jury. We don't have an opinion mm-hmm. as to whether mm-hmm. this is a good, bad, or indifferent type of investment for you. You tell us you want to make it. We help you do it. So, so, so you're big saying difference. the nature of fidelity is they would literally have to vet the rental property in order to allow it into the account because they're a fiduciary, but because Alto and, and similar companies are administrators, uh, the burden essentially falls on me to make a choice and, and not be stupid. Yeah, so you as the investor are acting as your own fiduciary, your own financial advisor. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm confused. Like, why would anybody want to do this? Oh, you know, because because I I think like you're you're saying this, and I'm like, well, as a you know a person with an IRA, I can only contribute six thousand dollars a year to my IRA, so I have very little money to play with per year versus you know just opening up a brokerage account and literally having the same flexibility. Yeah. So um, there actually there are a couple of different uh, things that you've just put into those couple of sentences. So the first ignores what we were talking about earlier, which is that people have hundreds of thousands and in some cases millions of dollars sitting in their dormant 401ks, which they can transfer to the IRA. Okay. So Mm -hmm. while uh, a newbie, let's say maybe limited to the $6,000 in 2019, uh, rest of world, if you will, doesn't have that same sort of limitation. And the majority of our customers are transferring money from larger accounts at other places, right? The the second point that I want to make is that from an investment perspective, we would never suggest to anyone that they place a bet on black or on red, right? Like, here's all the money I have. I'm betting it on black. You know, I mean, go to Vegas. It's faster. (laughs) You know what happens. And then mm-hmm. either you can infor- afford dinner or not, right? So you know what they could just send a, a check to uh, Listen Money Matters Inc. and we'll <laughs> we'll invest it wisely for them. How about that? <laughs> I think that <laughs> I, I, I think that's super. Um, so so the so you know the the follow on to all of this is uh, asset diversification, portfolio diversification, right? Mm. So um, th- this is a a completely biased perspective uh because it is in certain sense self-serving but i also believe in this deeply uh i think Mm -hmm. if the majority of america limits their investing to etfs mutual funds and index funds which is what most financial advisors throw their customers into today they're Mm -hmm. never going to be in a position to retire it used to be that we had roughly nine thousand public companies Today, we have less than 4,000 public companies, and roughly 200 of the 4,000 account for all the returns, which means that every ETF manager, every mutual fund manager, every index fund manager has to have some combination of the same basket of goods in order to Mm -hmm. generate some return, but the alpha is out of the market, right? And so if you want to get alpha, you need to be in alternative assets. Okay. I find that fascinating. I did not know any of that. Um, and and I, I want to actually dig into alternative investments specifically because I think uh, perhaps the titling doesn't do it justice. Um, so, for example, you said uh, venture capital, you know, real estate, uh, crypto. And when you say uh, venture capital, you're really just talking about it. it's startups, right? Yeah, it could be startups. Could, yeah. yeah. Okay. 
but for the most part. Think of Angelus. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there, there are platforms, and we've talked about them on the show for real estate, um, but all of these other alternatives kind of seems like I have to go out and meet a guy named Bill in a bar mm-hmm. or in a coffee shop and, like, negotiate a deal. <clears throat> but, but I know that's not the case. Like, there, there are other ways to access alternative investments for a normal person, right? Yeah, so um, access and normal, I think, are the operative words there, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, what has really changed over the last three years, and, and Andrew just referenced, is the, the now growing number of investment platforms that are available mm-hmm. to normal people, okay? And so that could be Angelist, it could be WeFunder, it could be Republic, it could be Ground Floor, Cadre, Pier Street, Roofstock. Like we can, there, there's a, a, a long, long list, right? And the, the other interesting component is that they go across asset platforms, uh, sorry, asset classes. So, you know, Angelus, WeFunder, Republic, a lot of early stage opportunities, ground floor, rootstock, crowd street, pier street, a lot of real estate opportunities. You have other folks that are playing in small business lending, other folks playing in munis, other folks playing in peer to peer lending, right? Mm-hmm. And so what's happening is there is a reclassification um, and a redistribution of the capital markets going away from Wall Street to the um, to the masses, if you will, right? And and those are being made available via these investment platforms. So we we talk about you know Vanguard's total stock market fund and a lot of like broad ETFs and you know largely you know, the majority of our money should be kind of in these steady as it goes assets. But like you said, which which I found fascinating that you're essentially congregating your money in like 200 companies. Mm -hmm. If you found lending club to be something interesting that you wanted to invest in with a self-directed IRA, you could also do it in a tax advantage way. Yes, you, you could. I, I, I want to point out that, um, for most investors, if you're going to go through an investment platform, and I think it is a good way to begin to uh, build your knowledge base in terms of types of opportunities that are out there, asset classes that are out there, the single most important thing you can do, though, is your homework, right? So mm. read, study, talk to as many people as you can. Right. Just because listen the podcasts. Yep. Pot, listen, listen, <laughs> because your money matters. Right. Yes, listen, right. listen, your money matters. That's what, I, right? that's, that's what I've heard. So, so, yeah. so, you know, just because an opportunity is listed on a platform doesn't make it a good opportunity. And, right. and for you, for you. And that's what I was going to say. Right. Even if it is a good opportunity, even if 10 people say it's a great opportunity, it still not may not be a good opportunity for you. So you, you, you need to do some homework and you need to understand what you're drawn to, what your risk tolerance level is and where you want to be in the future and how you want to get there. Yeah. I think it's really important to, um, I, like when I, when I think about this, I immediately go, well, this isn't for me, right? Because I, I like things, and me personally, I like things easy. I like things managed. I like uh, being safe. 
and I, I do my homework. I know what the asset classes that are out there and that are, that are possible for me to invest in, but you know, I'm not as interested in those things. And so I'm not saying that this isn't for everybody. I'm curious as to typically who is this for? Like who is, uh, you know, t- specifically with the, with the IRAs, because every, everyone can invest, you know, in the individual things that you mentioned, um, through these other different companies that you also mentioned, but why, like you, you had mentioned earlier too, about people who are moving their 401ks over. These are big, they're, they're just like laying dormant. They move it over into an IRA Great, you can move it into over into an IRA and basically be hands free, invest in the total swath of the stock market, and and retire comfortably. Comfortably, this is sort of an alternative to, well, if you want to manage things yourself, if you have done your homework and you are into this sort of thing, then this allows you to do that with your tax advantage IRA. Here's the thing: for most people, there there is no sort of set it and retire well, right? Like, like the whole, um, passive approach to retirement, I think, uh, is a disaster. It's, it's why come 2050, it's projected that we're going to have 25 million elderly Americans living in poverty. Wh- why? Okay. It, 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 we can talk about the savings rate. Sure. Mm-hmm. But we can also talk about the fact that, um, it, what I was talking about before, if all you're doing is, is putting your money in ETS, mutual funds, and index funds, you're not going to get the growth rate that used to exist, okay? So what, what we're talking about here is 4% growth on, on money saved, all right? And, mm-hmm. and that's just not – that's straight math. That's not going to get us there. So the, the change that's coming together with the proliferation of investment platforms is um, – this ability to generate outsized returns for the average normal human being that previously was limited to the ultra high net worth individual. So if you think about the people who get to invest in uh, the biggest funds uh, in the world with the greatest asset managers in the world. So we're talking about Blackstone, Carlisle, Texas Pacific Group, KKR, you know, the list goes on, Apollo, uh, in the venture capital world, you're talking about Union Square Ventures, Sequoia, uh, Excel Partners, et cetera. You know, you had to be a qualified purchaser, which meant you had $5 million of liquid net worth to participate with these people. Nobody else could participate, right? And, and they're the ones who are investing in uh, the, the private equity deals and the, the venture capital deals. Well, now those private equity deals and those venture capital deals are coming direct to the retail investor. And so mm-hmm. for the first time, we all have the ability to participate. Now, I say we all with, with one major caveat. If you're an accredited investor, okay, and another good one to Google, but it means that you've got a million dollars of liquid net worth, not including your home, and or you've made $200,000 as an individual or $300,000 as a couple, over the last two years and expect them to make the same amount of money this year, you can participate in any alternative asset opportunity. If you're a non-accredited investor, you can participate in what's called one of the Reg CF investment platforms, which stands for Regulation Crowdfunding. And that was mm-hmm. part of the JOBS Act in Title Three, where the SEC and the U.S. government, by the way, has said, you know what? It's not right that only the wealthiest people 
in the country have the opportunity to invest in those opportunities that have a chance to return the most, the most, uh, money, I guess you could say Mm -hmm. for your investment. And so that's part of the change that's, that's taking place. I want to take a step back to something you said, uh, which I found very interesting and we, and we really haven't talked about it, but, but I've been reading a lot about it. And, um, you said that the average person that is essentially investing in like the Vanguard total stock market fund or circa whatever, uh, they're not going to get the returns that, that they used to get. And I want to maybe like peel a layer that onion off if we can do it gently. Um, and, and, Tell me if you think this is uh, the case, but the, the idea of what people are saying is that the popularization of the ETF uh, and these like easy automated platforms has created a pylon of investors where now like massive amounts of money are investing in these automated things, which has made them more expensive than mm-hmm. they used to be. And because they're more expensive, the return is just going to be lower. And so... Basically, this whole automated, awesome, everything was true, you know, on month five when Betterment started, but is becoming less true. So I think you're exactly correct. And I'm going to say it a slightly different way, which is that while I don't believe in perfect market information, I do believe Mm -hmm. in efficient capital markets. And so where we are today is a point of capital markets efficiency. And so, yes, there has to be some risk-adjusted rate of return, but that return is two to three to four points lower than it used to be when, when the whole ETF mutual fund index fund, you know, opportunity was right. created. And, and they're still good. And by no means are we saying like flee this, you know, Betterman or ETF or easy investment thing, but mm-hmm. there was an opportunity and all the money went to the opportunity. And as a result, it's not quite the opportunity used to be. But now other areas are bigger opportunities. No, that that's kind of like the natural paradigm. That shift. that's exactly correct, right? And I I don't want anyone to be confused by by what I'm not saying. Okay, and so I, I'm not saying that was confusing. Yeah, that 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 was <laughs> confusing. It was confusing to me too. By the way, this, these things happen when you turn fifty. But. Um, I, I am not saying take all your money out of the public markets and, right. and, and go all into private. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is you should have some portfolio exposure to alternatives. And, and alternatives mm-hmm. are not all early stage capital, you know, or early stage companies. Alternatives include later stage companies. They include real estate. They include loans. They, they, they include um, small, small business lending. There are lots of ways to participate and get diversification today, which results in current income, by the way, that didn't exist three years ago. And that's what's changing. And that's what I think people need to, to understand. So, Matt, yeah, real quick, because I think you're kind of the wiffle ball witness test of mm-hmm. this. <laughs> did, did you did you get uh, the the kind of thing that we were talking about? Yes. And 100%. you did. OK, because I have a car analogy. Just uh, in case. Yeah, well, that, why not? Why I want to hear it. it out? I want to hear it. Okay, so just kind of made this up. Let's see if it makes, makes sense. So let's say there's a Honda Civic and it's worth $15,000. And there's only like a thousand of them in existence. Yes. 
Now, if 10,000 people want to buy these cars, the, the price of the Honda Civic is going to go up. And it's still the same Honda Civic it was before. Right. It's still as useful as it was before. But the value yeah, the of the car compared to, right, compared to other cars is now off kilter. Mm-hmm. And broadly, that's what we're saying is happening as a result of robo-advisors. Right. You know, and it's a very slow thing. It's trillions of dollars that are moving. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you got to find the new Honda Civic. Right. But the but you're guaranteed to get a safe car because Hondas are Correct. a safe car. It may be you may be paying a higher price for it, but it's safe versus going into something that if you don't do your homework, you're you may be you're, you're just you're just trading a higher risk for a better return. So, so did you watch the public market so a week or two ago? Yeah. Yeah. So how safe was that? I know. Yeah. I mean, point is, shit well, happens, right? Yeah, I think my brother had a mini heart attack, I think. Yeah. Look, I, th- I think uh, when we first started the show, Matt, like, I don't know, six years ago or 100 mm-hmm. years ago, whenever it was, we were talking about the average market return of 7%. Right. And I guess the thing is, since we started the show, yeah. that number has go- started to go. I mean, I see Eric like shaking his yeah, head. Right. It's gone down. And yeah. so it's maybe maybe it's 5%. Right? I, I don't know, but right. it's, it's still safe and still... He's Eric's four. holding four he, fingers. Four fingers. The, the point being, it's not as ripe an opportunity sure. as it was six years ago. But more people have done it, which is a good thing overall. Yes, right. broadly speaking. Broadly speaking, absolutely. But yes, that's not what we're talking about in this specific specific case. Right. Right. So I want to talk about Alto specifically and what your company is doing to help people. Um, invest in alternative assets using their IRA. Can we do that? Yeah, I I would love to do that. All right. Well, we have to take a quick break. Okay. And when we return, that's how we're going to, that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about how Alto can help you invest and diversify your portfolio into alternative assets. So we'll be right back. Uh, All right. So uh, Eric, tell us about Alto. So, or you say Alto or Alto? I, I say Alto, like an Alto sax. So, and we are in Nashville, so it wouldn't be completely inappropriate. But I say Alto. Just, Alto. Just, okay. I I don't know why. Um, I just do. <laughs> tomato, tomato. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, um, the story goes back about four years ago. Uh, I was a venture capitalist. I wanted to invest in a portfolio company that our firm was invested in. I wanted to invest alongside the fund. I was looking at my IRA savings, um, which is perfect for long-term investment since I can't touch it anyway until I retire. And I was just Mm -hmm. asking myself the question, why am I not using this to invest in this company? Because uh, not only um, can I not touch this money, but if, if, if we do it right, if we hit it big, if there is a big return, it's going to be tax protected. And I'll be able to reinvest this money in more opportunities. And I'm going to benefit from uh, compounding investment without tax until time of withdrawal. So uh, I went about figuring out how to do that. It was a total pain in the ass. Uh, mm-hmm. It was way too complicated, took way too much time, uh, and, and cost too much money, quite frankly. If you were to ask someone who had never made this type of investment before to try and figure it out, it would have been like, hey, no, forget it. Too much brain damage. I'm, I'm, I'm moving on. It took me like six to eight weeks to actually execute the transaction. 
but I had the same experience through investment number two and investment number three, at which point I, I, I had to look into this to see whether or not it was a large enough problem to, to solve for, to solve. fix. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that we've got $30 trillion sitting in retirement savings accounts and only roughly 1% or $300 billion invested in alternative assets. And what I concluded um, was we should have probably three to five trillion invested in alternative assets, if not for three things. One, most people don't know you can use your IRA to invest in alternative. Two, it's simply too complicated. And three, because mm-hmm. because these were old school processes that were um, people and paper driven, the cost structure was too high. And so, and yeah. so the idea was if we can build the turbo tax of alternative IRA investing, then we can bring this to the masses the same way TurboTax brought self-filing to the masses. And so that's what we've done. We've built a platform that is scalable. It's technology first, technology driven. We have APIs that connect to our investment platform partners so that if you go to AngelList and you want to invest in something and, and you get to the point where it says, how do you want to fund this? You can choose your IRA, right? And when you choose your IRA oh. on AngelList, you're choosing Alto, right? And so it's just right. button clicks to make this happen. So, so we turned, you know, weeks of, of do-it-yourself work uh, into, you know, three seconds of three button clicks. And when you say the investment partners, is that all currently you can invest in or is there other, can you bring your own? No, so good. Thank you for the more softball. Great. So, um, <laughs> killing yeah, it. You're, like, <laughs> Your prep was impeccable. I'm going to, I'm a, either, either, either there's softball or great yeah, questions. Okay. I, I don't, I feel no, like both, 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 both. Yeah, okay. But right. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to send you a hat and glove anyway, but, um, uh, yes, you can bring your own investment. Okay. And, and, oh, cool. and what, what you actually, uh, probably intentionally or not, what, what you, what you have set up is actually one of the major differences between the auto IRA platform and anybody else. So mm. what, what stuck out for me in my own investment processes was the fact that I was doing all the work and the custodian did not have a relationship with the company that I was investing in. So I, I have to interrupt yeah. though. I, I'm gonna. I might sound like an idiot. What is a custodian? Oh, so mm. uh, in order to, in the case of Schwab and Fidelity, they're your custodian mm-hmm. if you have an IRA. So they report to the IRS on an annual basis to say, "Hey, here here's what's held in the IRA account," and they are actually titled to. They actually hold title to the securities for your benefit, right? Got they it. make sure you follow the tax laws. That you're not using right. like IRA money for like right. drugs or something. Exactly. Wait, is that part of the platform? Can I? <laughs> no, know? no. So that that would probably fall under what we call a prohibited transaction. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, although there are exceptions, but um, yeah. <laughs> uh, where I was going is, so we have a relationship both with you, the investor, as well as the issuer. In other words, the company in this case that you're investing in. So rather than asking Mm -hmm. you to get us the private placement memorandum or the corporate bylaws or the certificate of incorporation or the employee identification number, 
we actually ask the issuer to provide those things because guess what? Mm. They actually have it at the ready, right? And so one of the biggest value adds is essentially this is all automated. Like I don't have to do correct. Anything. Correct. All you have to do is uh, push buttons and type your name for electronic signature. It's funny because I, I didn't even realize it was Matt offered a softball question, but I had no idea that I guess all these filings were required. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so when you guys open your auto IRA accounts after this, and, and I know Matt is probably going to go from 0% alternatives to like 50% alternatives after this. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm very open. <laughs> then, uh, and perfect, by the way. Uh, you know, I, I think you'll get uh, a deeper understanding of how we have simplified the onboarding process for any investor. Okay, so so to like step back, and for example, and you had mentioned a bunch of names, uh, you know, whether I was going to invest in a early stage startup through Angels List, I think you'd said your Roofstock was a partner, so you could invest with Roofstock. Uh, those are completely automated. You kind of just like pick and choose online and um, like hit invest, and then you're done. So, so I want to be clear: Roofstock is not yet a partner. Um, but we hope that they will be a partner very quickly. I was just giving names of uh, investment platforms Examples. at the time. No, mm -hmm. that, that's perfect, actually, because my question is for someone like Roofstock, mm -hmm. and I could tell you there's a lot of interest in the audience yep. for Roofstock, what would be involved being that it's not completely automated? Uh, well, actually, I think they are going to completely automate. So that... Um, you still want me to answer the question about what's involved? In yeah, I mean, like, let's say there was like a boat seller that I want to invest in, or I don't sure. know, like, what is there's like the easy no work, and then when there is work involved, what is? Do, that do you think the audience is familiar with Yield Street? Um, I think some people. Okay, are. well then mm -hmm. we'll do. I'm not. Okay, uh, I'm going to stick with Roofstock then. Okay, because it it, okay. it doesn't really matter. Um, the the investor relations team at Roofstock. Well, actually do the, it. This is sort of pre integration. Okay. The investor. So there's, it's not one click type. Not, not for the folks at Roofstock. All right. For the right. investor, okay. for yeah. the investor, it's still mostly a couple clicks, but, but uh, the investor relations team at Roofstock would have to do some work if they don't do the integration and hit our API. So you're saying if it's not automated, it's more work for you. Uh, if it's not automated, it's, yeah, it's more work for us and more work for Roostock, mm -hmm. but not for you, the I'm investor. I'm fine with that. Yeah, no, you are. Right. It's just I'm not. It's just <laughs> I'm not fine with that. So, uh, sure. and and neither are they. Which is why you know the platforms right. that we speak to move to integration. Right. Hmm. Um, so you mentioned uh, there is a set fee. There is a set fee, and uh, and. Instead of like being a, a percentage. In, instead of being a percentage, correct. And, and okay. so the way you can uh, really think about this is $99 per asset per year, which is pretty straightforward. Okay. Um, the, and also I'm, I'm foreshadowing exactly how our pricing is about to get significantly streamlined and simplified so that people can understand it, which is $99 per asset per year. If you're investing on a platform, we consider a platform to be an asset. 
So you can have an unlimited number of investments on AngelList. Like four mm. rental properties, the roof stock or something, right. four ninety nine. Yeah, if, if you yeah. you can have as many investments as you want on their platform, it's going to be ninety nine bucks, no matter what. Right. right. the The other thing that we're going to do because we do want the millennial investor and the younger investor uh, to begin to familiarize themselves and educate themselves in this space. If your account is below ten thousand dollars, I don't care how many investments you have. It's going to be 49 bucks. Okay. So a bit, what, what we think is a very attractive, uh, fee structure, cost structure for yeah. the millennial investor. I, that was going to be my next question is how do I have to have a certain amount of money in my IRAs to start? Using you don't No. you don't, okay. you know, so we, 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 we really, um, we really want to be user friendly we believe in uh, the alternative investment space as a way to um, improve your chances of retirement if retirement is a goal. And, and not everyone has retirement as a goal, but I think most as people goal, do, right? right? And so mm -hmm. if you're going to get there and we want to help you get there, then you got to get started early because, you know, again, pure math, the earlier you start, and the more compounding mm -hmm. you have, the better your chances of reaching your goal. Do you have any resources on, like, I guess, like, before people jump into, the, into Alto or um, perhaps you have it built into the service, is there a way that people can start to educate themselves? Because you had mentioned about doing your homework. I am, like, 100%. That, that, to me, is the biggest barrier to entry is that there is so many different opportunities how do you get started if you're either, even if you're bringing over a ton of money or a little bit of money, do you have resources that can help people to learn, you know, what would be good for them, no investment in what's risky, what's not risky, those sorts of things. So, so I want to talk about the difference between what, what's available today on the education front um, as compared to what we're hoping to help facilitate and, and what's coming. And um, what, what's really interesting is if you think about sort of the, the public markets, right? Mm -hmm. um, people rely on Morningstar and other entities like Morningstar for, for research. Yeah. Well, there hasn't been a whole lot of research uh, in the alternative space. And so what's changing now is that we're seeing companies uh, crop up and begin to publish research on private security opportunities. Uh, there's a company called King's Crowd that we really like. Um, it, think, think Motley Fool getting into the private security space, right? Okay. Yep. Which um, I think they uh, will likely want to do, right? But, and, and other uh, publishers like Motley Fool. And so, again, if you spend some time on Google uh, and, and you're looking for uh, alternative asset research, you're going to start to find um, way more content than used to exist. The other thing, and again, I'm sort of telling the world what, what we're doing, but, you know, ideas are cheap. Uh, mm -hmm. Execution is, is hard. Mm -hmm. um, we will be launching a community on the Alto IRA um, website where 
we will have our investors talking about the investments they've made and why they've made them. And they can begin to uh, incorporate dialogue with others who are trying to learn about why was this investment attractive? Mm -hmm. What were the characteristics that sold you? Right. And so we want our users to educate our other users. That would be cool. I think it'll be damn cool. All right. Well, um, where can people go to sign up, to get started, to learn more about Alto? Uh, oddly enough, they can go to altoira.com, uh, www.altoira.com. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, again, the, the, the pricing page is about to change. I'm telling you where it's going. $49 if your account is less than $10,000, $99 per asset or platform per year otherwise. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, that's where it's headed. Um, And, you know, our, and to be clear, while we are very technology forward, we want to talk to you. And we provide the ability for people to sign up for uh, either a Zoom conversation or uh, oh, okay. or a phone conversation, and we want to help. So cool. Uh, it, it's not like we don't publish our phone number, and you know, it's like website only. Send us an email right. or chat only. Any way you want to connect with us and have a conversation, we want to engage with you in that way. Yeah, I mean, that's- so if I listen to the episode, but I just want you to kind of like give me the answers and teach me like I'm five, I can just call. you can call. Now, and that's what I would need for sure. And, but keep in mind, we're not going to tell you what to invest in. Of course. Right. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Eric, thank you so much for coming on the show. Guys, it was a sincere pleasure. I really appreciate it. I look forward to, to having a drink with you when we're together next. I, uh, I do love Nashville, so I'm going to be hitting you up. Is that a, is that a pool filter right here in the background? Uh, no, it's not a, it's not a pool filter, but I have my headphones on, so I'm not sure why you hear. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Everything just sounds like a pool filter to me. I don't know why. He's a pool. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Nothing wrong with pool guys. Cool. Yep. Uh, well, thanks again, Eric. Appreciate it. Hey, thank you guys. And if you missed anything, we'll have everything in the show notes. Don't you worry about that. Uh, either check your preferred podcast app or visit listenmoneymatters.com slash show. And please subscribe wherever you normally listen to podcasts and tell your friends about us, point them to your favorite episodes, and hopefully they'll like those episodes and become a subscriber just like you. That would be excellent. And if you have any topics or questions you'd like us to talk about or questions about this specific episode, please email us. Uh, listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. That's where we're located. And also those catchphrases, be sure to send them in at moneymattersman or listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. And of course, all the tools and resources that we normally mention on this show are available at listenmoneymatters.com slash toolbox. All right, that's it. Later, Andrew. Later, man. Please tell your friends about this show. (laughs) 